0: Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Then thou must stand up and get crunk! Because you are now going off with R. C. and Muse. And we are in the presence of uh, apparently a crunk witch. So I felt it only appropriate to, you know, introduce it. Uh, introduce the festivities uh, with a a reference to a little bit of crunk witchery. That was a little harder than I thought it would be to say.
1: First and foremost, I just want to give a special thanks to the off-goers because I tweeted this out, but I just want to lead with this because we've said before that Going Off might be one of the most interactive podcasts out there. Because we review so many listener-requested albums, this show is almost as much as it is y'all as it is us, because... Yeah, it's a 3G podcast, woo! The podcast is coming out at you. We got the fucking Smell-O-Vision cards, <laughs> right. you can scratch along with us, now
0: compatible with the Oculus Rift. Yeah, do you want to smell with this bizarre song is, that smells like? No. you You definitely don't, but. Oh, God. <laughs> smell like you're uh, breeding dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. you like the... Smells like a dog left out in the rain, but like you put a hat on its head. Hey, you probably the type of nigga that fried bacon naked so the grease will pop you. <laughs> no one who hasn't seen that episode is going to know what we're talking about. Fucking Fat Father. <laughs> it was, uh, what is it? A friend that appears on one of his skits and just roasts him with shit that doesn't matter. Like he's like
1: <laughs> And I like Bizarre is like, hey, Lou, how'd you come up with that one? And Fat Father's just like, ha, ha, ha call you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: where, where you get that one from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he gets off the phone and he's just like really proud of himself, like fucking did it today. <laughs> <laughs> Got him! I can, I can go to sleep a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> I popped bizarre.
1: No, but the, the reason I bring it up is because this show is so dependent on the stuff that y'all request. It really does set a, set an episode <clears throat> aside and make it special. And with that said, this week's episode, I dare say
0: will prove to be one for the books. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh, you see, because, wait, the thing he's referencing is, allow me to explain.
1: <laughs> that explanation is going to have to wait just a moment, <laughs> because I'm so sorry, the books, but I do believe Crunkwitch was next in line, so we've got to talk about them, and we usually have a rule where we talk about the newer album, second. But we also have a rule that, typically, if we have an album that we have more to talk about, that's gonna have to come second, and I don't know about you, but I don't really have too terribly much to say about Crunkwitch, by Crunkwitch, requested by Carl. Um, thank you, Carl, by the way, and I'm sorry. For what I'm about to do. <laughs> I I wanted to like which
0: I, r- I really did. You're like, they're coming with a unique sound, you know? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that uh, anyone wanted, what, like, 50s songwriting by way of 80s? singing, over-singing, wailing by way of 90s, uh, like, if a video uh, game music maker made, like, pop songs. Uh, I didn't know anyone wanted that fusion, but here the fuck it is. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of
0: questions
1: I was left with listening to this, and one of which was, how did
0: this come out in 2018? Look at the people on the album cover. I think you've got your answer. Well,
1: what you've got here... <laughs> is a husband and wife duo known collectively as Crunkwitch. Now, we've seen this before. Be it your Carmen, remember them? Uh, she and him. Your Sonny and Cher.
0: Your Jay-Z and
1: Beyonce. Oh, who can forget? <laughs> but this isn't it. and i like pop stuff i like dance pop stuff right the big breaking point the the bridge too far is this fucker's voice
0: yep absolutely my god is he unbearable it is so like that you know what I what I'm saying when I say like that type of oversinging where it's just like oh you're putting so much into it and then like it works if the musicality around it is appropriate and fitting right mm. like if Prince fucking goes off and he's doing like ha, 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 like the crazy shit and it works within the context because you're feeling yeah. the rhythm like you've gotta know where to put the oversinging but this motherfucker just, yeah. just slathers that shit on like his favorite fucking peanut butter. <laughs> like, oh my lord. Like, there were certain songs where it would be like, there was basically nothing happening in the beat, and he's still just kind of going, Oh <laughs> and this is like, uh, oh, come on, you gotta know this doesn't fit. You gotta know this doesn't sound right.
1: <laughs> and I hate that Genius doesn't have lyrics provided, yeah, for like but movies. for like, like, one song, I think, has all the lyrics, but... There's a song where it's just... I think it
0: might be... Buttercup? I, that Was that the one where it's totally not the name of the song? It, it the, like, the name of the song is not oh. the actual song?
1: No, the one I was thinking about was Drive. Um, where he's doing these really snotty nasal vocals. Oh. I'm feeling like I'm driving drive!
0: I see between... <laughs> yes! Three... <laughs> What <laughs> the like, fuck what are you doing? No! Like, he's so trying to like give it that extra oomph, you know, like <laughs> um
1: I just by virtue of I was fucking over it, the the worst rating I gave here was for the song Hit the Lights. <laughs> um I was just grossed out by this point, but I already like the very first track I the first note I have is hmm No, this is bad. (laughs) Showing it no love. The instrumentals range from simple yet decent to obnoxious. Lyrics are nothing special. Already sick of this dude's vocals. (laughs) So this came out in 2018. Those are the notes I have written down for kings and queens.
0: (laughs) And it doesn't get any better from there. Uh, oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> How the fuck did he, however the fuck he's saying it. And by the way, this sounds nothing like crunk, ladies and gentlemen. This is not crunk music. <laughs> you really just need
1: look no further than the album art. RC was not making that up. Here's a very specific note, because I'm just looking through here, and I'm just like, God, I've got nothing to say. In the intro, when you heard like the single... It was like a drum hit, or like a hi-hat. I forget what. And I swear, it just sounds like the beginning of, um, Swimming Pools. Yes. Drake. Drake. Drake.
0: Oh, God. And, and the hook, like, I, I could swear it, it feels like it's from something else, but, like, yeah, it's like... Like, I know it's from something. But just like, I feel like I'm driving drill. I got a lot of different
1: vibes from this and they always came close to something redeemable. Like one group I got very big vibes of was like Ninja Sex Party. But they're not that funny. Like they're, they're not funny. funny That's the yeah. thing. <laughs> like they're playing this way too straight. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like okay, you're you doing over-the-top obnoxious vocals, but it doesn't seem like it's for any comical reason. so you must think that sounds good, I guess. No, I'm just trying to piece it together, because then you look at the album art, and it's like, okay, so y'all don't take yourselves seriously, I guess, and then I'm looking on Spotify, and you have an album called, like, Waiting for the Manicorn, so, like, okay, it seems like y'all are trying to do some, like, you know what you're doing is wacky, but then you listen to the lyrics, and it's just like, hey, we sure
0: do like to party, huh? Yeah, they don't know how to push it over into actually being wacky other than, like, no. the, the over-the-top aesthetic of, in general, what they're doing. Alright, they're trying to do 80s songs now, and maybe this is just their, you know, they're getting their, their Napoleon Dynamite on, you know, they're having a fun, cheesy time. There were certain lyrics in Kings and Queens where, like, they'd be singing certain lyrics, and then, you know, you hear the background singers singing in, like, a high-pitched voice, like... Ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Oh. but it's in it a really awkward way where you're just like, they know that sounds goofy, right? Like, you know, they gotta know, you know? And then with the way it ended, yeah, like, it would be like cheesy at first with how it started. A lot of the, the versions start off with very doop-doop-doop-doop-doop-doop-doop-doop-doop sounding sounded fucking bleat, sounds like the fucking, uh, fucking uh, Star Wars Cantina band. Cantina, yeah. That's exactly what You know? But then, like, the synth will come in and it'll be like so strangely strong that it'll be like, huh, I don't. That kind of seems like this feels like half of a serious pop song is happening, you know? So, like, and then when they had, the, like, the little cutesy ending at the end with uh, the of track one, like, you hear the beat going, and they're kind of like, it feels like they're emulating, like, right, sort of, like, 50s style. And then you hear at the end, where they do the, I was like, oh, so, okay, so they're aware of it, and they're kind of playing it up, oh, But then you get track two, where the songwriting is so like overly cheesy. And then leading to the hooks, he goes like, So, baby, come on down. We can play all night. Won't need us to see a showcase to know my price is right. And this is like, huh? Like, price is right. We're, wait, was this about game show? And then the hook comes in and like, okay, game shows. What's the hook? I mean, you've got me all tied up girl you got me all tied up all tied up and i'm like all tied up is that a reference it's like in this game of love all tied up something something for all my days you made us raise the bar well we don't need a wheel to know how fortunate we are and it's like uh, what (laughs) like it's like but so they only make two references to game shows in this whole song But (laughs) it's, like, specifically makes you think about it, but the hook has nothing to do with referencing game shows. You know, like, none of the other parts of the verse do. It's just that part, and it's so weird, because it's so cheesy and calls your attention to it, but does nothing with it right afterwards.
1: That's not bad wordplay, so I gotta give him credit for that. And the chorus is catchy. The, oh, ta-da! I do like that. But, again... The dude ruins it. Whenever this album is in, is starting to go in a direction where you go, hmm, that feeling does not last long. Yeah. Because it is almost ruined immediately. And I don't have a problem with throwback sounds because of course, a lot of music I like, you know, I do like 80s stuff. So, when someone is trying to replicate it, like, like Bruno Mars or Carly Rae Mm. Jepsen does 80s in a modern take very well, and it doesn't feel like you're trying too hard. It just feels like, yeah, this is just the sound we went for, and it just happened to sound like the 80s. Right. But the feeling, again, it doesn't help that I saw the album art. (laughs) This just feels like that fucking, that we're trying to cash in on the 80s nostalgia imagery with the sound here. But it sounds so much cheaper. Right? It, like It just feels disingenuous or, like, not authentic. Something about it just feels... I don't know, like, you just downloaded these beats for, like, royalty-free and just... Because there's no feeling to it, I don't think. Like... There's a disconnect here somewhere, and I can't put my finger on what it is exactly.
0: There's one or two of these songs where they go all the way into the 80s, super 80s feel, and I can enjoy it for what it's worth, like Sweat and Burn, right? Okay. That, that's the throw on your headband and head to the gym, because, you know, the 80s gym craze is, be- you know, you right. know what I'm like? saying? like, Sweat and burn! You know, and it's got that, like, type feel. It's like, okay, I can at least get, like, this is gym music, and the 80s was the big gym boost. Okay, I get that, right? Like... I was able to enjoy that enough. But, yeah, when they try to do, like, straightforward, like, it's just, like, a normal song, like, Drive, yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. like, it, it just doesn't hit as hard. Or Buttercup, when uh, like, I can't even remember mm-hmm. how that went, because it was so generic. Yeah. Like, literally, Buttercup is not in the hook or anything like that, because I remember specifically being oh, like, right. wait, this hook is too generic to even, like, none of the words are even special enough to, like, remember what the phrase would be, you know? Like, I, yeah. I, I think it's just... Every path would be yours, or something like that. I think that's part of the look for some reason. I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> I wrote down some one of the lyrics just as I was hearing it. Him saying, "Tap your fingers, tap your toes." Oh, no, was, the uh, way he was over enunciating this shit was just like, "Why are you saying it like this?"
1: That like- was a huge low point. I couldn't fucking believe what I was listening to at that point. <laughs> that was really
0: bad. Um, oh my god, Heatwave, l- legit, like, these fucking generic-ass lyrics. Light my fire, take this love higher tonight. Like, do I even need to say anything else? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. But then, Starmageddon, I enjoyed the absolute shit out of that one. Oh, it, really? It just sounded like, uh, you know, they plucked uh, a song from, you know, an 80s fucking anime show or something like that. And So it's like okay, all right, if that's just what we're going for. I At least, like, right, like, I can enjoy the, the these little moments when they're actually, like, personifying uh, moments and feels of the 80s, right? Like, the mm. earlier track where it's like, oh, about going to the gym, personifying right. that. Like, you know, and this song about, oh, anime, that, was, that got really big in the 80s, so we're kind of making a song that kind of sounds like that, you know, like,
1: mm. you know,
0: the style emulations for certain parts of the 80s is kind of interesting. Mm. But, yeah, overall, it just... Everything around that just makes it fall apart, where if it weren't for those tracks, I wouldn't even really know that they were doing an 80s thing. It would just feel like they were being cheesy. And yeah. maybe, like, took some songs that they had, like, you know, written when they were 15 or something like that and turned it into song. Like, that's the most energy I got out of it, right? Like, I first initially felt like, you guys are, you, like, don't know how to write songs, and you picked up these songs from when you were, like, 15 and picked up all these cliches of how to write songs. You know what I'm saying? But... Then it's like, oh, oh, you're going for an 80s thing specifically. Oh, so the bad songwriting is just... Oh. (laughs) Believe? That was the one... That was another one where they were trying to go for the, you know, big anime robots and 80s stuff, but, like, it was too on the nose. Like, they just went, like, it was some lyric where they were like, we're in this world, but all they care about is martial arts and giant robots. And I was like, what are you oh, even talking yeah. about? Like, what? What is this story about? You know what this reminded me of? This reminded me of um, uh, probably not the best part of the eighties. What was that Michael Sambello album that we reviewed? Oh yeah, like, Godzilla. Here's Godzilla. Song for Godzilla uh, and here's a song about Rambo. If I was like know, <laughs> shooting, I don't know, police officers in the eighties.
1: I ended up with a one and a half.
0: I gave it a deserving 2 out of 5. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: But from there, man, there are albums that come along and I can safely say I don't think we ever would have listened to this if it
0: weren't requested yeah, for I us. Yeah. Right? I think you uh, absolutely safely can.
1: What down what
0: rabbit hole?
1: Would we have to venture down on Spotify or Wikipedia whatever or YouTube to find ourselves listening to this album specifically? I still don't know. Chinese Man in that
0: uh, other album. Yeah, you listen to a little Chinese Man. Oh my
1: god. I forgot all about Chinese Man. What this album in particular is, you got a couple musicians here. Uh, you got a duo of artists who basically specialize in just making the uh, instrumental backing of the track, and the vocals, if there are any, are provided by uh, sampled
0: audio. When oh yeah, they're trying to get the Daft Punk on over here.
1: After I took all my notes, because I don't want I don't want people to think I was influenced in any way. I do what I normally do. Is I want to see what Fantano had to say, and surprisingly, Fantano actually did review this album like eleven or so years ago. It's like it's the old setup with like the black cardboard wall with the fucking album just kind of there, and he had mentioned their previous work, which I went and listened to for myself because I don't have any background information on the books besides this album, so. When I heard Fantano say that this was them at their most accessible, I went, huh. Well, I need to see how we got to
0: this point. What's their most unaccessible?
1: <laughs> it's way less instrumentation, way more minimal, way less to grab onto. It's Are you just serious? It's barely hanging on. It's like the mere semblance of a song. Like... This album actually gives you... That? What do you call this? <laughs> like, these at least do resemble songs in some way. At least some of these do. True. And I guess they figured, well, we're not going to get any better than this. So this is just their last album, too. They did this and called it quits. This is the best we could possibly do. We're never going to get any better than this. Why even try again? This is it.
0: The books didn't want to go mainstream. They wanted to see if the mainstream would go the books.
1: If they would hit the books. <laughs> right.
0: Sure. And, now, um... <laughs>
1: now, I'm going to go ahead and cut to the chase and do and say, I really, really liked this album, though. <laughs> and I may have. Don't tell anybody, Uh-oh. especially not the off-goers. Mm-hmm. I might have just ordered a copy yesterday. Oh, wow. Look at you. I know you are a musician. (laughs) And I know that there's like a rap album that you might, you know, check out and think to yourself, Mm. this is the kind of stuff I would like to make or this is what I would achieve. There have been times where I've been bitten by a bug or, Mm. or so, that I want to create something. This is, no joke, the kind of music I would want to make. Hmm. Okay. Because I really am interested in sample work. Right.
0: Cutting and mixing obscure, you know, samples. Obscure and stuff. shit. Absolutely. I get that. And
1: what this album taps into specifically, and I don't know if the other albums are like this, but this one in particular. What I'm gonna guess they just ended up doing, because I know this is the case for at least a couple tracks on here, is that they just took a trip to the fucking thrift store, just bought a whole bunch of random shit, ranging from self-help tapes, um, there's some, like, motivational speakers, there's a... Christian uh, children's story yes. on
0: one of these. There's a, a uh, what, a 500, 700 club preacher, I think, at one point.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, like, preaching. Um, not to spoil it here, but there are some answering machine tapes <laughs> that pop up. And most most notably, if I dare speak for the both of us here, uh Tapes that were just labeled Talk Boy. Now for those
0: who don't remember what a talk boy was. Oh, are we going back to home home uh home alone. Are we taking a Home back? Alone too? <laughs> where
1: Kevin McAllister had the talk boy. These two the found father. tapes. <laughs> the father. <laughs> they found a couple tapes labeled Talk Boy. Brought him home, and it's just audio of siblings at first. Oh. Just kind of making fun of each other. Yeah, man, that was the creepiest one. That was so creepy. (laughs) And then end up just talking about how they would kill each other. Oh, man, that was so creepy. It's creepy as hell, but yo. Yo. That was the point of the album where I was like, all right. I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> like, Why wow, am I here man, for man. it?
0: That that was oddly enough. Like I was, you know, on the fence for the most part. And, <laughs> with but hearing that song and <laughs> I was like I don't want to hear kids talk about killing people. <laughs> this is weird. I can't I can't just keep listening to kids talk-cause I just want to be like, where are your parents? <laughs> now see, I will say, and I do encourage
1: people to do this more often if they if there is questionable material. Um when this album was brought to our attention, by the way, by Relentless Boo, I forgot to name drop it oh, yeah. at the top there. Shout out. We did I did actually receive a message. Warning me about a cold freezing night. And RC, I'm sorry.
0: I should have passed that message along to you and I forgot. So. I was like, oh my god, please tell me this is not like a tape recording of like child serial killers. I'm <laughs> like, you know, fucking. <laughs> I think it's harmless. Yeah, see, okay, if you say it was just like, oh, some kids messing around, then you know, my brain relaxes, right? But like sounds like, Oh my god, did they get this like recording from like a fucking, you know, uh a children's um um you Psych know Psych uh, Ward. Yeah, something? yeah, right. Like I was like, Oh my god, what is this?
1: <laughs> see, and this already I know this is an extremely niche um genre of recording or something. What? The
0: is there a genre of uh kid making threatening <laughs>
1: <laughs> requests? Is
0: that a problem
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm no. talking
0: specifically
1: about the found audio, because oh, you have, like, you. you have movies that are, like, the found footage movies mm, and stuff like course. that. Um, Reminds me specifically of there's a bonus track on, I want to say, the first Korn album. I was just
0: about to bring it up, yeah, where it's, like, just the, this couple fighting over, like, a car or something.
1: Yeah, where they, they, they need a part for their Dodge Dart, and yeah. they're just, like, talking about maybe, like, finding a thing in the paper or something, and it's just this guy talking on the phone, and you hear his wife in the background, and
0: they just kind of have, like, a
1: typical middle-aged couple kind of argument about it.
0: and when you're listening to it, like, because I remember I was trying to figure out what the context was, and, like, I couldn't. Like, it was just so weird how they were talking, you know, when you don't have the context for two people in the middle of a conversation, you know? Right, yeah, he
1: he was looking for a manifold for a a 90-something Dodge Dart. That's all I remember. (laughs) And at the end of it, she's just like, oh, Jesus, like, she's just fucking had it with him. But there's that, and there's also... I think I might have mentioned this before on Sublime's second album. Um they gave a tape recorder to someone they knew that lived in a building with someone in the band knew or whatever. It was like a it was like a I don't know if it was a psych- a psychiatric like home, like a halfway home, like okay. I don't know exactly what it was. And they just let him record whatever he wanted. So there's tracks on the album where it just goes from, you know, a song to just ramblings that don't make any sense. Then they Whoa. just go nowhere. But I love that shit, even though it's always so fucking creepy. Yeah. And I acknowledge that it is super creepy, but something about that shit, I love it so much. So when this album is almost
0: exclusively contextless <laughs> audio clips, so that, that was your catnip. we were just like, oh, what are they gonna do next? <laughs> yeah, man, dude,
1: when we got to a cold, a cold freezing night after the first couple tracks where it was group autogen, autogenics one, which is just kind of like a,
0: yeah, it's just kind of like an intro. You know, and, really? but I actually do enjoy that one. Like when you're not sure what it, the fuck is gonna happen on this album, and you just yeah. hear this introduction. First of all, it, it was a little slow at first, where he's just like, "Hello, greetings," and well, I'm like, "Oh my god, get come on, snap to it." I thought I thought you were gonna quote that for the intro to the show, by the way. No, <laughs> I totally should have done that. God damn it! Nah. Oh, uh, well. But yeah, yeah, but as he goes on, he starts talking, and you hear like the music kind of fitting, you know, kind of like, you know, pumping up behind him. So it like feels like it's fitting this like uncomfortable move that they're going for. But then like mm-hmm. as you hear him, he's just kind of saying like, you know, this music is specifically uh, made to bring pleasurable effects to your mind, body and emotions, you know, and it'll be mixed with a warm orange colored liquid. Your body is now a glass container. You can smell the orange colored liquid for the deeper you go and the deeper and deeper you go, you know, the more you feel it. And if there's saliva, swallow it and take yourself down deeper and deeper. And it's just like, Where are you taking me? Am I being brainwashed? What is happening? Yeah. (laughs) I did enjoy it for just how much it was just like fucking you up and just be like, I don't know where I'm going to go. And I need to listen to the next track to know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) You know?
1: And from that one, we go to what, again, is essentially a lead in to the next track, IDKT, which is essentially a lead-in to...
0: Yeah, wh- I was, didn't know that! Yeah, so basically, yeah, I, I, I was about to be like, so you're saying this was all sampling a bunch of, like, random shit they just found at a fucking thrift store? I'm guessing so! I didn't so. know that! <laughs> I didn't know that! And the way they're saying it on this song is so, like... It, like It's like a 70s, you know, electric company thing where it's like, it's a call and response. Everybody say, I didn't know that!
1: <laughs> the vibe I got from that track was that it was like a local cable access channel, maybe? Like a reporter talking about, like, a Little League sports game or something. That's the vibe I got. I have no idea what the context of this one is, (laughs) but it's got some... It it starts out, like, pretty serene, but it's got, like, weird, funky breaks throughout. Like, the musicality on this album is very unpredictable. Almost as unpredictable as... The vocal
0: audio samples, because <laughs> right, yeah. it's like doesn't like IDKT. It starts with like the sound of something reeling back. Like it sounds like like the mm. be- someone pulling back something in an old movie to like get all the film on the thing or something to that effect. Oh yeah, like it just sounds like something cocking back and getting ready, and then you just hear these soft chimes, like just like, and it's just like we're where, what? Was that going to shoot? Is that, what was that? Why are you just still me soft times? Am I supposed to be comfortable? Is it, is it going to throw me off? Like, it just so, this album just so lives in this weird, uncomfortable mood where it's just not necessarily giving you anything too much to, like, concretely grab onto. And all you could do is just, like, yeah, swing from whatever sample they're playing to whatever next sample they're playing in terms of, like, how you're supposed to feel about what the music is doing, you know? And it doesn't really help you, because, like I said, you know, most of the most of the I Didn't Know That song is just people going, I didn't know that. And it's just like, I didn't know what is it. Are they going to talk about what it, Like, no? It's- <laughs> what it is? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but from there, a cold, freezing night, um, yeah, I heard this song I was like Did the guy who Did that Gummo movie Make this shit Like Oh you know, Harmony Kareem <laughs> Yeah, yeah he had, he met, I can see of, it I was like "Do you find a whole bunch Of you know Found footage And put it into a track You know Like I, I will I will not lie though The beat is actually Kind of like You know Dope It's like, like Oh shit Okay Yeah <Faculty slices> But then it's like Every time I'm trying to Like groove to the beat It's just like Oh, I'm gonna rip off your hair and put you in the face, and then shove you in your face, and then when I stab you, I'm gonna put the hair in the stab wounds. It's like, what? Is, what? What are these kids say?
1: <laughs> Very creative kids. Um, <laughs> I want to know what it must be like if you were that kid, and then you randomly find audio the, of yourself on this album. What the fuck would you be think? Like?
0: Yeah, like imagine yeah. that couple that like you know what they bought their kids uh, uh they bought their kids a corn album or whatever oh my god <laughs> and then they're like you know it's playing on on their you know it's uh he- it's, what do you call it? the fucking uh I keep wanting to say headphones but like the speakers on their fucking boombox cuz it's the 90s you know and, oh yeah <laughs> and they forgot to turn it off cuz when I was like hey kid turn off your TV ah whatever it's like Man, this song's fucking insane, but I gotta I gotta finish working on the carburetor and then I'll turn it off. And then all of a sudden they just start hearing like what themselves. sounds their boy Yeah, they're like Oh <laughs> who is this?
1: Oh god.
0: That's gotta be a feeling. That oh fuck. Yeah. Does th- this happen that's to everybody? Fucking...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Are, aren't you on a new metal album? No! <laughs> what? Um Beautiful People carries on the Kind of unnerving aspect with the backwards uh, yeah. vocals and backwards instrumentation. It, it's even here. more than that.
0: Like the ba- it's weird backwards vocals, and then they chop it up too. So your brain is like trying to hear what the words are, but it's just like zip it. And like you can't tell if it's forward or backwards at certain points. We're just like, yeah, I, I just can't even hear what's happening. You know. Um, and it's got
1: like horns at the end too, like. The, when, when I mention about, like, how minimal the previous albums
0: are to this one, like, they really did comparatively pull out a lot of stops yeah, for this one. What the fuck? Is the other album just, like, wind and rain and, like, the sound of fucking wind chimes? Like, what is the other album?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's it's fucking uh, Breakfast with Lions, the fucking John Lennon album where it's,
0: all, where it's, it's
1: literally just... just they put a tape recorder in their house and you just listen to fucking John and Yoko existing. <laughs> See, you That's know, what you
0: need. Exactly. You know, but at least they, you know, at least they're famous enough for it to be like, oh, what, what are they doing about their do everyday life? And you like, oh, rich people are just as boring as we are. Oh, okay. Oh no. <laughs> um,
1: um, I am who I am. I thought was a pretty
0: dope cut. Yeah. By the time it gets to this one, I'm like, so you know, uh, th- this is like some fucking uh, Stephen Reich fucking shit. Like, um, oh. You know what I'm talking about, right? The, it's gonna rain, it's gonna it's rain. It's gonna like, rain. Yeah. yeah, like those old, like, 50s, uh, you know, com- uh, experimental composers who were like, ooh, what if we use yeah, recorded material and looped whatever to make something. Basically, like, proto-hip-hop before anyone knew what hip-hop was. <laughs> right. It was like, what if we looped this thing? It's just like... Well, I mean, if you put it to a beat, that could be a thing. Uh, like, <laughs> there is potential thinking, here. Yeah, they just weren't thinking hard enough. <laughs> they just need to <laughs> put an actual drum track underneath it. Then you bring the, it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain. <laughs> then you have a smash hit. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah, this one, the I Am, oh, um, this is the one where, like, yeah, as the beat builds, it's so insane. Because, like, at first, you know, you're hearing this preacher, and, you know, you're having a moment of, like, uh, is this a christian techno bro. <laughs> like, <"What's> happening here? <laughs> like I, I don't know how i feel about this but then you know as it goes on it's so clear that it's like oh they're just doing this just to mess with like the beat and the time uh, mm. through how he's talking right like the part where he says i am who i am like the beat's going a certain way but then as he talks like the beat like messes up and convulses to his speech pattern so oh, it's yeah. so cool to hear that like and you hear the little it's like holy shit that's actually pretty fucking cool yeah so yeah that one was fucking dope for sure um i really dug that one
1: um Chain of Missing Links, um, I have written down that it sounds like if Bill Nye was, like, super
0: deep and spiritual. Yeah, but it's, like, it's one of those things where you're, like, like, okay, so they they probably got this from, like, a, yeah, they probably got this from, like, a self-help thing, right? But it's, like... I
1: think so, yeah. But,
0: but it's, like, one of those, like, you know, late 80s, early 90s self-help things where, like, they're trying to use what they think is science, but it's just, like oh, that's not actually science, though. It's like, yeah, like at the yeah. end, of it, like, oh, you know, breathe in deep, and so you can use, you know, we, we only use 5% of our brains, and so if we breathe uh-huh. in and meditate, we can use so much more. And But then he goes, like, we can use it for food? Which, first of all, that's stupid. What? I, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. need it for food? You, Can't you eat that. Eat food. <laughs> what? But I've of, got food for food. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to feed, I don't need to use more of my brain just to feed it to sh- p- smack food against my head like what a- am i, I understand- eating my brain all you need is a wall which oh yeah kind of jangly and craggy i think that was the first conventional feeling song but- yeah it's weird it's like comparatively speaking
1: it's pretty simple um compared to the rest of the album yeah yeah um it's just got a little noise samples just kind of thrown in. It's
0: just stuff sort of like rattling and stuff in the background, you know, like. Yeah. 30 incoming started off where it's like, it's this really sweet message. And it just sounds like someone just like leaving a message and saying like.
1: Hello, Mary. Call to um, wish you a good evening and uh, wish you good rest and tell you how much I uh, enjoyed our company uh, last evening. It uh, really felt good to lay next to you. I didn't realize how much I missed that feeling, and then later we just get, Hey Robert, you get that doghouse built! Yeah, right. Mary,
0: <laughs> I would whip Bob Good because he ain't no Alexander Graham Bell on this telephone. Like, what? Where did that come from? And By the way, props to you, uh, Cohen brothers over here d- doing the fucking script with all the uhs in it. You know what I'm saying? You- <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Take note of all of those. Yeah, this
1: is... This was bizarre as hell. Um. Yeah, it says, um... Uh. Secondhand store... <laughs> answering machine tapes. Uh, As a result, much of the meaning of this song is a mystery to everyone (laughs) except Bob, Mary, and whoever was ringing them up. Yeah, I have no idea, but I loved the mystery element of this and musically I thought it was really good too. This is the first in a string. 30 incoming We Brought the Flood and Story of Hip Hop I think might be the three strongest cuts on the album.
0: Mm.
1: And I couldn't help but r- write down for uh, the story of hip hop. The hip
0: hop it started out in the park. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that like yeah, as you're hearing this though, it's like this old man keeps like hip hop, and then you suddenly funny.
1: realize, oh, you're not talking about the music. Yeah, this is, but it's about a grasshopper from a Christian record. Okay.
0: Part of me kind of wanted to be like, oh, damn, I thought they were going to, like, you know, use, like, the, sa- the, the sample and stuff, but, like, scratch around it to make it sound right. like it's a story about hip-hop, no. you know, like, I thought they were gonna do something fun like that, but it's like, oh, no, it's just the story, but you just added some weird sound effects around it to, like, help illustrate the story, I guess, like... I thought that one was strong as hell. Yeah, I thought that was, like, when it comes to, like, which ones are, like, the stand out and you actually, you know, remember what the fuck happens all the way through. (laughs) Yeah. That's the one that, like, really sticks out.
1: Free Translator is the song where they took a Bob Dylan song and fed the lyrics through a translator app a few times, and they just took note of what the lyrics came back as so Uh,
0: they kind of make sense but kind of don't yeah it has an abstractification of it where it's like you're kind of trying to figure out what it is and like Mm. you know in the background you keep hearing and i see and i see and so it's just like at first it sounds like he is just like naming things and so it's just like oh and i see this and i see this maybe this is like illustrating his journey of like where it is you know
1: yeah, I think my biggest attraction to this album was that it had the ability to keep me so interested with each individual song that I really wanted to see what the next track was going to be. Like, it held my attention by being so fucking out there and just like, well, I gotta see what they do next time. And then we got the bookends. We got another uh group autogenics track at the very end to kind of bring it around full circle. Yeah, and
0: I didn't enjoy it as much when, you know. Yeah, because it was just like, it didn't feel, weirdly enough for an album, it didn't feel as focused with what was going on as opposed to, like, the first track where it was like, it it felt like it was kind of, like, guiding you into this weird world, you know? So, like, the Yeah! Yeah, so for the end, it feels like, they kind of dropped it, it doesn't feel like it's a... But that feels weird to say, because, like, this album as a whole isn't, like, it clearly doesn't have any direct direction, you know? Like,
1: to open the album with a, with a track like that, where it's just kind of, when you don't really know what the album is yet. Yeah. And it sets the
0: tone and
1: gives you a thing. But then, the last track is so similar
0: to the first one. Right, and doesn't take you any weirder of a place. So no. it just kind of feels like, oh, you know, yeah.
1: L- like, especially if the first track begins with, like, hello, welcome, or whatever. Maybe we should get, like, one that's like, all right. That was it. Right. Like the end of the tape or yeah. something. Oh, flip this to tape si- over
0: to side beat, you know, something jokey like that, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that. Do something like that, maybe. Album that's, like, ten years old. Um, re-
0: retroactively fix that. You know what you're reminding me of, though? I remember that uh, there was a Sesame Street record from, like, the 70s my mom used to play. And I remember at the end, like, Grover, you know, the whole time, he's like, oh, man, I'm not having fun. This is all stupid and dumb. And, you know, at the end, they go, like, well, uh, Grover, he's like, maybe you're going to have a good time now because now we're at the end of the album. And he's like, what? We are? No, I was joking. (laughs) And he goes, like, hey, kids, (laughs) turn the record over and start it again. (laughs) That's how the record ends. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, um... Yeah, I, I would have, oh man, I would have fucking marked out if I would have heard that at the end of this. <laughs> if they sample the fucking Sesame Street right. Um But Yo. yeah, let me see. Fra- oh, well, just, I think we talked about Free Translator, but I would just say, like, I oh, really yeah. like that one, especially because it was such a strange break from everything else. Because, like, everything else yeah. did sound, like, specifically mechanical and weird and, and jittery mm. and stuff, but this one specifically was just like, oh, it's just like... You know, the guitar going, and it's just like, you, you. there's the sample of the guy going, and I see, but it's mostly just kind of like, yeah, just these words being said and just kind of like flowing on. That's interesting that you said that, though. <laughs> it's like it's a re-re-re-re-translation of a Bob Dylan song. That's so it's just weird.
1: fed and refed and, until it just barely makes sense anymore.
0: And certainly a way and, to get around copyright. <laughs> true.
1: And that's the only thing that really makes the, makes the song, like weird or different because outside that yeah it sounds comparatively normal uh (laughs) (laughs) to the rest of the album but like that being its only gimmick if i dare call it a gimmick um (laughs) but with all that i ended up with
0: a four how about you uh i gave it a three and mm. I think that's fair. I, th- I think it's fair in, like, the, oh, yeah. you know, Gorillaz sort of, uh, you know, I fuck with Gorillaz Heavy, but, like, you know, I would never so- tell you, like, Gorillaz have a perfect album, because the kind of the whole point is that they do different, you know, genres with every song, right? And so it's like, it is that sort of playing around with every song and trying to just do something different. So, yeah, I can totally respect it on that level, but at the same mm. time, that's going to come with the, you know, the reality that these tracks aren't going to hit every single time, and it's going to feel like a grab bag, ultimately, you know? Yeah. And so that's just kind of how I feel. It's like, there are certain tracks that are like, ooh, that's brilliant. And then there are certain tracks that are like, yeah, you didn't know how to bring this together. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: With all that, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. And I want to thank you very much for spending your time with us this week, hanging out and checking out our episode and requesting albums for us to talk about. The queue is shrinking week by week as we get more and more, more and more of these requests knocked out we're getting closer and closer to the magic number at which point we will reconvene and um bring that price point closer uh to where it originally was because now it's a bit steep because we're trying to get the queue to be more manageable but we're almost there and that is uh ko-fi that is ko-fi.com slash going off g-o-i-n-o-f-f if you want to request an album at the current price point, uh, which was which is a hundred and twenty uh, for just a standard album that you want to hear our thoughts on, or a hundred and forty if it's an album that you made yourself, uh, like a independent uh, project that you want to hear our thoughts on, and um, mm, I lost track of I, I lost my
0: I lost my my rhythm <laughs> right? like you know we, we 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 just get to talking in this conversation and it's always like oh yeah we go boom boom, this part no 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 we just go and it's like all right now here's the part where we have to say these things again <laughs> you know like here's the part that's scripted where what else was there um follow us on all our socials
1: uh, <laughs> yeah you can follow us on the socials um we're, we're both on Twitter, we got Patreons, we got Kofi's... Um,
0: Instagram's... Uh, Instagram, for sure. I'm fucking it um, up on Twitch, as and you know this man, twitch.tv slash Critical. We'll be getting our, uh, we be getting our uh, music listening on, you know, going through the Billboard's Top 100. Uh, we're gonna be on 2004 next time I start streaming, but I'm in the middle of 2003 right now. And I also like to do my, like, sample streams where we, like, you know, play songs. That sample other songs, and then play the song that that song was sampled from, and, you know, just enjoy, and and get to see people marked out where they go like, holy shit, I didn't know, you know. That's always fun, yeah. Yeah. And we've got the Riffcoms
1: Fan House rocking out, uh, that's fanhouse.app slash riffcoms, we're posting archived videos on there, and the subscription price is lowered to three dollars. So, check that out for some videos you might not have seen in quite a long time, uh, keeping trying to upload to there on a fairly regular basis. Uh, but, yeah. Besides that, I think that just about covers it. Yeah. Uh, so, until next time, for Going
0: Off, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic, and... DON'T CAST NO SPELLS, WON'T BE NO SPELLS! DON'T CAST NO SPELLS, WON'T BE NO SPELLS! That is the end of side one of this record. You can turn it over now.
1: Uh, maybe you did not understand me. The first side of the record
0: is finished. It is time to turn it over. Turn it over.
1: Now, this is your last chance. Oh, oh, here goes the needle into the back and forth part of the record. Back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Please turn it over. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and
0: forth.